This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on infrastructure projects to boost economy. The participants are Dr. Kirit S. Parikh, former member Niti Aayog, and Deepak Kumar Dash, journalist. Amid growing economic issues across the country, particularly if not slowdown, but some kind of slippage you know, development, yesterday we saw how government announced almost 102 lakh crore investment in infrastructure and uh, finance minister also said that in the next few days another 3 lakh crore will be added. So that will take us to 105 lakh crore investment. It actually goes particularly in infrastructure and this actually goes with BJP had promised in the poll manifesto. They had also talked about 100 lakh crore. I remember when this entire budget was being prepared that how 100 lakh crore will come. Pius Goel who was the, still the minister, he had said we have gone sector wise. For each sector we have very clear cut said how much money will come and how things will shape up. How do you look at Mr. Parikh that the impact of it, at least for the time being and also its long term impact? I think we should put this in perspective first of all. This 105 lakh crores worth of infrastructure investment is to be over 5 years. And this includes the total cost of the infrastructure, not just the outlay by the government. Now, roughly about 40% is what the central government is going to do. That would mean that the central government's outlook would be, expenditure would be around, not expenditure, but the value of projects in which central government will invest will be around 40%. Is I'm saying 8 to 10 lakh crores per year. Now, 8 to 10 lakh crores per year should be compared with last budget, 5.5 lakh crores allocated for capital formation. So there is a substantial step up. Now whether this expenditure would be actually incurred or not and where are the resources coming from, that is a big question. Now if you again look at what is the total India's GDP today is around roughly say 200 trillion rupees or 200 lakh crores. Mm -hmm. That is our total gross expenditure on investment is one third of it around maybe 65-66 lakh crores. Now, if you then suddenly add up to at 66 lakh crores, say 5 lakh crores additional expenditure, that is certainly a good stimulus from the side of the government. Of course, the whole question, as I said, remains, are they able to expenditure, actually incur that expenditure or income that investment? Would they be able to mobilize the resources? This question must remain. And we should wait till the budget for to see some outline of how they intend to do this. Also, this entire scheme primarily sees that about three sectors which will get almost like 80% of investment, that is energy, road, rail, these are urban renewal missions and everything. So, how do you look at that primarily is again driven by three sectors, energy, road and rail. My feeling is that in these sectors, which are energy sector for example, is going to a transformation and somewhat even you could say something that is very disturbing or revolutionary kind of transformation is taking place. So that, yes, these additional investments are welcome in these areas and we do need that. I feel that, however, a lot of investment could have gone in education sector because that is really the crux of one of the major lacuna of our system that we have not been able to get this kind of trained and educated manpower that China has been able to get. And by all accounts, I mean, all kinds of studies you see show that it is the educated workforce that really is the most attractive part of getting investors in the country. Another thing that we saw that in particularly the road sector, so they are now expecting because everyone sees that construction of road is actually the huge job generator. It has, it's a multiplier effect right. on the economy. 
So almost like 90 to 20% of this investment will go to the road sector. And government also says that they are expecting about 20% investment coming from the private sector for all the infrastructure and growth. 105 lakh crores invest includes that 20% yes, coming from yes. the private sector. It's a mix of everything. It's like a basket. Right. The government investment right. will come, state government will also put, then private investment will come. But what we have seen in a road sector, private investment is almost dried up. How do you look at when government makes a statement, makes a claim, keeping everything together and we don't know how the private sector is going to actually behave? Though they will say that it's a very positive step, we all will be party, but no one knows whether the investment actually will come like that. I think one has to recognize what is why the private sector investment in roads have somewhat fizzled out. And I think it's the terms and conditions under which we were getting public-private partnership projects coming on, on the ground that were perhaps slightly flawed. If you really provide an attractive set of terms, Attractive not that they should give a very high rate of return, but somewhat more assured rate of return they should get. Then you can really design mechanisms by which you would get the private sector to come in. I don't see that this is a fundamental problem of getting private sector into road projects. But you can see, look, am I going to have a revenue sharing thing? Am I going to give them annuity? What are the various ways in which you can attract private sector? Clearly, they are not going to come unless they are going to get an adequate return on their investment. And you can assure that adequate return no on risk. investment at no risk. What you said is actually right. So, recently, this you know, road transport ministry is working on revamping the PPP model right. of contract concession yes. agreement. Second thing, the prime minister who recently took an infrastructure review meeting, he has also made it very clear that no road projects should be awarded until you have 90% of land in position and all clearances. Absolutely, are right. Give certain tight conditions. Land is not available. If the project is delayed by 2-3 years, the cost increases enormously and private sector may not be willing to take that. Why private, even government sector should not be taking such a risk in some sense. We should really move forward in construction only after a certain amount of land acquisition has taken place. Otherwise, the amount of investment remains idle for some time. How do you look at private investment coming in railways? For capital investment, we primarily say it is government money which is being put and now we are being private to run trains. But in also capital investment, particularly the new thing that they have started is redevelopment of the existing railway stations where they are expecting a lot of money coming from private sector. If you are able to attract more and more passengers coming to railways, then redevelopment of railway stations where the footfalls become very large, become very attractive. How the airports we have seen have all kinds of shops and so on because lots of people go and they find it profitable to do that. You can generate profit like that with other activities at the railways as well. For that, how are you to make sure that your railways remain an attractive mode of transport for mm. people? And, and also for freight. And for freight. And freight is a very different story. Freight requires a slightly different. But I think that is where significant scope for attracting private investment exists. For example, if take freight. If our dedicated freight train corridors are going to work, yeah, and they are going to provide certain freight service which guarantees that your goods that you put submit at, say, Delhi railway station at 10 a.m. today would be available 36 hours later in Mumbai or 48 hours later in Chennai. If you can assure that timely delivery, then you can have a very important attractiveness of railway movement by freight. And then you can certainly think about you need fast trains moving, you need a different kind of carriages, you need different kind of infrastructure, different kind of rolling stock, and also you need to upgrade the entire signaling system as well. So if you do that, then there is a huge scope for investment. 
but that investment would make sense only if you are going to get as a right. result high goods and passenger traffic on that if we come to the next point the primary aim behind this you know making announcement is also to bring some kind of positivity in the market government had been talking about for a long time but yesterday actually they came up with this announcement a day before the 2020 begins are you suggesting or you see that actually things are going to look up after this major investment because all industry bodies have actually welcomed it i certainly believe that it would have some positive impact on even as you were pointing out earlier that road construction creates lots of employment and that creates additional demand major point at the moment in stimulating the engine economy is creating demand i mean demand would be created not by giving tax cuts to the rich because the rich have enough money that demand is not restricted by the lack of money in some sense it is the poor who needs additional income and if you can therefore find ways by which to give them additional income and this is one very important way that you put lot of money in infrastructure and construction business and that will create lots of employment and and this see positive how much time will it take to generate mm-hmm. that is an issue and can we do something in meanwhile which is slightly different and faster like says the 6000 rupees given to farmer can we double it can we do something else can we extend the scope of it some of these kind of things may be needed at this stage to stimulate demand once they have made the announcement the government knows that they have to come out with a proper road map so now economic affairs secretary atanu chakravarty has been he will be looking into it there will be a task force so according to you what should be the priority if you go by this list it says that you know maximum investment will go to the energy sector second will be road then that will be railways and urban development particularly all the urban missions including swachh bharat taking water to every household then also smart cities if you put it one by one which one should get the maximum priority one should give maximum priority to sectors which are currently which can more employment can be generated you find that lack of infrastructure and capacity is restraining this so from that point of view you will say that providing water supply to every household 24 by 7 or electricity 24 by 7 these things require construction expansion of these which a lot of employment can be generated in these things so these are really important sectors railways can also generate lot of employment but point is the railways upgradation better signaling system new coaches or new rolling stock that is much more high tech thing and i don't know how much of investment there would generate how much of employment from that point of view you might put it slightly lower but because the fact is that a good functioning railway can make a lot of impact on your energy consumption on your economic efficiency in the system the cost of transport so from that point of view it's a worthwhile thing so it's very difficult to Say prioritize one or to the other judicious mix of all of this would be useful but then what you said is actually right not just capital expenditure to create assets but also to ensure that jobs are generated you know and jobs quickly leads to more use utilization and higher gdp or efficiency gains and so on one thing that we saw now government has claimed that national highways which will be now be expanded more and more almost 10% should be on expressway mode that's primarily access control that everyone doesn't get in there will be limited entry exits like the delhi mumbai expressway that we are building that will be a huge transformation of our indian road sector where in everything was primarily on brownfield too many openings too many exits now it will be slowly we are going moving towards stretches we have you know a completely access controlled where the speed will be higher maybe those will also have this will be safer as compared to other roads because there will be a lesser number of mixed traffic 
I was a member of the Planning Commission in 2004 to 9, and that time we were suggesting that we should really express excess control expansion of a road should take place. Because we have seen that when you make a four-lane road to six-lane, everything is taken care of and it's back to a four-lane road with all kinds of obstruction. It didn't really work. I'm glad now that the government is seriously thinking of going for access control road. And it has certainly its own benefits. Because then you have the entry would be at specific nodes. And so the activities can be concentrated around the node and then it becomes a node for development. Rather than a ribbon development where along the road everywhere small, small things come, then it doesn't really have the possibility of providing the right kind of infrastructure and this way. So even for the whole process of urbanization that we want, attracting more people to better developed areas, access control road would provide better mechanism. Finance Minister yesterday, she said that they have talked to a large number of industries, large number of pressure groups, large number of organizations which are into the business. And everyone has supported such a big move that, you know, 102 lakh crore, which will again go to 105 lakh crore. And thereby government will say that we have kept the promise. But another thing also comes that when you actually see the entire basket of the project, almost like 42.7 lakh crore project already under implementation. So actually we are seeing yeah, that's right. another 50-60,000 crore actually coming as an so investment. What is the additional expenditure is a critical issue. And how this is to be financed and how quickly they can implement it. These are three big question marks that still remain. And I hope we can get some clarity when the budget is presented. And I do hope that the government really pushes this in a very rapid way. Even if, say, it is not substantially increased by three times the expenditure per year on capital formation. But even if it is doubled, that is also significant. If you say I am increasing my expenditure capital formation from the public sector itself by such and such a level, it would have positive impact to crowding in private investment as well. On the whole, this is a very promising development. Industry groups always supported whatever the government does. They can't yeah. say no. They don't say no. And one can understand why they. So that is not a great thing. But just by looking at the generally, at all the things we discussed, I think it's a good measure. I think it's a good intention. I hope they are able to implement it quickly. And I hope they find ways to finance it. Thanks a lot. You were listening to a discussion on infrastructure projects to boost economy. The participants were Dr. Kirit S. Parik, former member Niti Aayog, and Deepak Kumar Dash, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.